Hey, how's it going, gentlemen? You know, I have to tell you something ahead of this particular episode. What you're about to listen to was supposedly going to be called Why Women Are Not the Enemy. But I'll tell you what, my great guest, Nick Sparks from The Social Man and I, went on a whole riff about exactly why if you just focus on sex with women, you're missing out on a whole lot. So I'd say the better name for this particular episode is going to be Why Women Are Not the Enemy and Why You Should Make Them Your Greatest Ally. So enjoy it. And by the way, guys, if you haven't had a chance to receive my free gift to you in the form of my book on how to meet women on Twitter called Schwiduction, I'm telling you, push pause on this right now and go get it because I continue to be amazed at the high quality of women who are showing up on Twitter every day. It's more and more of them every single day. So go to www.twiduction.com and get that book. T-W-I-D-U-C-T-I-O-N. It's free to you, just like I said. So with that, let's embark on episode number 30 of The Chick Whisperer with my guest from The Social Man, Nick Sparks. Enjoy, gentlemen. You're listening to the world-famous Chick Whisperer Podcast. And now, here's your host, Scott McKay. All right, gentlemen, how's it going? This is Scott McKay from X and Y Communications, and you are tuned in to episode number 30 of the Chick Whisperer podcast. Today, I got a great guest for you. We're going to talk about a topic that we've never covered before, which is kind of shocking, and that's going to be, quote unquote, women are not the enemy. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to welcome our guest right now. His name is Nick Sparks. Now, Nick works with Christian Hudson, who was a guest a few podcasts ago at The Social Man in New York City, and uh, they live kind of a cool lifestyle. And uh, this guy, I'll tell you what, if there is artistry to pick up, Nick is truly a pickup artist. I don't think I would quite call him the pickup artist in the sense that you usually hear me talk about on the show, but I think there's something very, very unique about what they're doing at The Social Man. He and Christian and the rest of their team over there, what they're doing is they are teaching guys how to meet women in a way that respects women, but absolutely positively to have the cojones to walk up to women, introduce yourself in a natural way that's going to make sense in a masculine way to a great high-quality woman, and uh, that's what it's all about. Nick, welcome to the program, man. Hey, Scott. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, you know, I think we're going to have a really, really good conversation. You and I were uh, getting to know each other a little bit yesterday. And uh, I really think you guys over at The Social Man are on the same wavelength we're on when it comes to digging a little deeper than just kind of using women as a way to notch our bedpost and going and finding a little bit more under the surface. Matter of fact, a lot more under the surface. I could not agree more. Let's go ahead and start with the obvious. Obviously, we are guys. We look at a great looking woman and man, we just want to take her home, get her naked and get busy with her. I think that's natural. And I think a lot of times guys sort of focus too much on the sexual prize with women. Not that it's not amazing. Believe me, I'm probably one of the most sexual guys on the planet. But they're just (laughs) sometimes even after you've had your share of sex. And this is going to sound amazing to some guys out there. 
that can be the time when you say, hey, you know, there's got to be a little bit more than just this. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. I, I could not agree with you more, Scott, especially since that sex is obviously something that we all enjoy. It's a fun time. It's a good time. And when we see a woman we're attracted to, it's only natural that we're going to want to have sex with her. But the problem comes in when guys start kind of as you mentioned, just to kick off the show, start taking an us versus them mentality and start viewing them as like this, this enemy whose walls have to be like broken down in order to like storm her castle or whatever crazy analogy you want to use. Because at the very same time, women love sex too. Women want to get together with you. And so kind of taking an us versus them mentality is kind of fighting this entire process that's making it happen. And going off what you said as well, Every woman has a vagina. I'm pretty sure there's a very um, short amount of women who do not have vaginas. And so simply being able to offer you know, sex isn't the most amazing thing that a woman has to offer by far. It's something you can get anywhere. There's a billion of them out there. But the amount of passion that a woman can bring to sex, the amount of all the other great things that make women great, um, those are the things that if you really start looking at and qualifying for, you're going to find not only more sex for yourself, but more satisfying sex, more satisfying relationships, and more happiness than simply a notch on the bedpost can bring you. Yeah, you're supposed to check the length of the ring finger, right? That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, to make sure that's actually a woman with a vagina, especially if you're in <laughs> Thailand. That's what I've heard. Well, okay, in some places <laughs> you have to be a little bit more careful. Good call. <laughs> you know, that happened to a friend of mine on Match.com, an acquaintance of mine. I won't say a friend of mine, but an acquaintance okay. of mine. He actually went out on a date with a tranny. Really? Got her home. Man, that must have just been the most, I don't even want to say humiliating, but just <laughs> mind-altering, like, I can't believe I'm actually here. This can't be happening experience of all time. <laughs> I bet it was flattering for the tranny. I bet that <laughs> tranny had to feel pretty good about him slash herself that weekend. <laughs> Man, you know, that's just that's just unthinkable. But, you know, when you're a guy and you all you're thinking about is the prize and you're thinking, I'm going to get some. How is that for a major mind shift, like a cold reality check of what you've been going after all night to come home and, and realize that's what's the case? I think a big thing that really rubs off with that mindset is, is kind of like a neediness or a, a desperation. Um, simply, I know that if I am involved physically with a woman at a particular point in time and where, you know, and there's a lot of physical contact there, I get a lot of like affection among everything else. Then when I go and I talk to other women out and about, I'm a lot less needy. I'm a lot more attractive. I can focus on you know, creating spark and chemistry between us instead of that neediness, that want and desire for physical touching to peek through. And of course, in the in the former situation, women are going to be opening up more. Women are going to to find you more attractive. Of course, in the latter, they're going to tend to shy away from you a little bit more. Yeah, I think a lot of times guys just fail to understand the depth of femininity. Obviously, we're making jokes about dating a tranny and finding out <laughs> after the fact. But I think when guys are focused on just getting some, you know, the whole sure. thing with SNL, same night lays. That's the whole point of knowing this woman is to see how fast, not just to have sex with her, but how fast, right. you know, that's when you just start completely losing sight of, is there any femininity here or not? And that's when I can understand, you know, it isn't us versus them mentality. You hear all the war analogies, right? No, oh, it's yeah. Like, uh, we're going to have this strategy, and you already alluded to that. And I just think it's so funny that we really do gear ourselves up to go to war 
And it's either we're going to get sex with this woman or she is going to reject us. Are we going to win? Are we going to get some? Mm -hmm. Or are we going to get beat by a girl? And if that's our mindset, first of all, it's no wonder if that's the guy's mindset that a lot of women think, you know, these guys just want to get one thing from me. And it's no wonder that a lot of guys are thinking these women are out to play keep away from me. But really, I think it's just people being selfish. People saying, hey, look, this is what I want. Because I'm not getting what I want, then I'm just going to keep focusing on that and keep plugging away until I'm satisfied. It's almost like this weird, strange Maslow's hierarchy deal. I think most of us are not at the bottom of a swimming pool, unable to breathe. So, you know, base of Maslow's hierarchy covered, right? Right. If any of you there are not familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it's talked about a lot in the community. Uh, that's basically a pyramid. And at the bottom of the pyramid are things we basically need as human beings. And at the top is what's called self-actualization, which is, you know, you just going and living the dream, basically. Rocking and rolling. And um, at the bottom is, of course, oxygen. We got to breathe, right? Right. The next thing is eating. And if you're really going hungry, then really all you can think about is where your next cheeseburger is coming from or whatever it is, depending on where you are. Sure. And once you get that taken care of, it's, am I safe? And we don't live in war zones, most of us listening to this show, so we don't have bullets whizzing by our head. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we're breathing, our bellies are full, and, you know, we're not getting shot at. What comes <laughs> next is sexual needs. And I think a lot of guys, and, you know, indeed a lot of women too, you know, I think that's where a lot of us live. That is where we are not being satisfied. So we are right smack dab in the middle of Maslow's hierarchy at the sex needs. And you know what, Nick? If we're not getting those needs met, that's all we can think about until you're satisfied. Oh, definitely. And not just having sex, not even just having it, because it's not simply the physical like release of ejaculation that, that men need to do it. Because if that were the case, we could simply just sit there and, and, and masturbate all day long and we would have that need taken care of. But it doesn't work like that. So I think a big piece of that is that intimacy issue, is not only actual sex itself, but that sexual energy that comes from a woman. I mean, it's been shown that babies who aren't held enough, who don't have enough human touching will die because of it. And so there's a very real need, I think, that gets overlooked in society for that physical intimacy that comes with being intimate with a woman. And of course, that sexual energy. So I think that it's that really right there that needs to be met for a lot of people. And just like when you when people don't have food, they resort to, you know, less than legal ways to go about getting it because they have to, to do that when they're when their family is starving or when their their house is too cold and they need heat in it, whatever those basic needs are, people start to go to unhealthy lengths, even at the the risk of other people's safety in order to get those for themselves. It's a human need. It's a human desire. And so in the same way, people don't always act out the best when when they're not getting that intimacy met. Um, and of course, when people are having problems, the first instinct is, of course, not to look at their own selves, but a lot of times it's to blame it on someone else. It's them. And so females who are the place to go for this intimacy often are an easy target for, for putting the blame on. But while realizing at the same time that women do the exact same thing. There's a lot of women out there who have been hurt, who have been jaded, who aren't getting their intimate needs yet. 
and they will start closing up and they will start putting up barriers between themselves and men. And so there's women that I work with who are just as kind of negative and coming from the same place. And it's the exact same things again and again that are holding people back, that are kind of standing in the way of coming together and having those needs filled because we all want the same thing. We're all just human beings looking for the exact same thing out there. Yeah, you know, a lot of times we talk about how men and women are actually more alike than different. It's the masculinity and femininity that really is the only differentiation. Absolutely. Otherwise, you cut us and we bleed red. There's (laughs) something you said there that I want to key on a little bit more because I think it's just incredibly fascinating and virtually never talked about in men's dating advice. I think women talk about it sometimes. And we kind of think they're touchy and feely when they do, but you really just threw it out on the table. And that's that there's more to sex than just a sex act itself. And I think this is a tremendous jumping off point to start talking about some of that depth that we can expect to find from women if we expect the best out of women, if we expect to find more depth there. And I'd love for you to explain a little bit more about that. What is there about being sexual, being intimate with a woman that is actually going to deliver more than just well, than just banging her? It's just it's your general overall look at life. It's really the difference between being hungry and versus, you know, having a bite to eat to satiate that hunger. Not in an exclusive relationship right now, but before then I was openly dating multiple women and of course I preached honesty because it really is the best way to go in all things that but what I would usually find is that if I was not dating any woman at the time then the quality of the interactions the the intensity of the interactions I would have with women would be greatly diminished because I was off because I wasn't having that need met however as soon as I would start dating one girl then the difference that made I would notice in every single interaction I had with women were just so much more comfortable um, so much more confident, everything else that that you need to be in order to to be attractive and in order to build a connection with a woman, I was doing that in spades much more. And so then dating a second, third, fourth woman, whatever, after that was never really a problem. But it was that first one. And I full heartedly believe that that aspect of, of having that intimacy need met is a big component. And that's not to say it's the same for everyone. I mean, I'm a big touchy person in general. And some people may be more um, more more resistant to that, just depending on their personality, and that's fine. But it's important to know that there is a certain amount of this that is ridiculously healthy for human beings and does greatly affect the way that they interpret all of their future interactions with other people. Yeah, isn't that amazing? As soon as you're like this big teddy bear to a woman, <laughs> all she wants to do is touch you, feel you up, be all over you. It's like that whole aspect of, you know, I can feel safe with this guy. I just want to hug this guy. I want to be close to this guy. And, you know, it's kind of a funny analogy, but those are the guys who get a lot of feminine attention. And I think it goes back to something you mentioned, and that's, hey, look, you know what? If I'm starving, you throw me some food and I'm just going to go at it. Yeah. Whereas if I've been fed and I've got... I'm going to go ahead and say it, a more mature mindset towards this as if I have some sexual experience. I've been there. I've done that. I'm not hungry. I'm not needy. You know, guys, (laughs) if you're needy, that's why you lose because women do not want to be your bowl of rice. They want to be your eight course Escoffier dinner. Mm -hmm. So they do not want to be used for you to fulfill a basic need. That's not getting met. That is not how a woman aspires to have her sexual 
fantasies, her sex life actually play out. She wants it to be high quality. We can be more selfish on this one, too. I mean, yes, a woman wants to be dined on like an eight-course meal. But keep in mind, if you can sit back and like take a couple deep breaths and really enjoy it, like, you know, long and drawn out, you're going to have a better sexual experience. And she's going to have a much better sexual experience. And, I mean, it does all the right things. She's going to want to jump into bed with you a million more times because you can take that relaxed, non-rushed, non-needy look at the entire sexual dance in general. You guys can both kind of linger in that and enjoy every single step of the way a little bit more. So not even just what she wants, but think about what's going to give you the best experience as well. Yeah, absolutely. We're right on the same page. You got to be that high quality experience for her too. You got to be her trip to Morton Steakhouse as opposed to Burger King. You know, we're all pieces of meat here. I don't know how I got on this subject. That's That's not what I'm talking about. But I mean, you know, back in the real world, I think (laughs) women actually don't want the guy to be needy. They don't want you to be a man whore either, but they don't want to feel like they're feeding a starving stray puppy. (laughs) And something you mentioned, I think, is right on. And that's savoring the experience. And I think that's where you get the real sexual fulfillment. I mean, what do we do? We get... Victoria's Secret catalogs and we drool all over these women in their sexy lingerie then what happens we get a woman in front of us we get her naked she's standing there in the sexy lingerie and what do we do we plow right through the sexy lingerie just to get her naked and then we do the deed and then you know two pumps and we're done (laughs) we don't even enjoy the sex once we get there right it may not even be as simple as us not even enjoying her lingerie. It may be as more complicated as, oh my gosh, am I going to perform right? Am I going to come too fast? Am I going to not be able to get it up? All the things we talked about when Alex Allman was on the show. And sure. that is just what happens to you when you're needy. You get the stage fright and all this. And meanwhile, there's a woman there. And right. she's going, is this all there is to it? And guys, you know, I say this until I'm blue in the face. I'm going to say it one more time. Women are following your lead. If you're rushing through it, she's just going to feel rushed. If you're not going to enjoy it, she's not going to enjoy it. A woman wants to feel sexy. She wants to feel appreciated. And man, I'll tell you what. If you can just learn to appreciate that lingerie. I mean, you know, just take the sides of those panties and snap them against her hips. Put your fingers under there. Figure out all the curves of her body before you unwrap that package. Take some time. Yeah. Smell what she smells like. She probably went the extra mile to make sure she smells great. Run your fingers through her hair. Kiss her. Kiss her while holding her naked. Do these things that are going to give you this full experience. And you know what's going to happen? It's exactly what Nick's been saying. It's you are going to have this more fulfilling experience, even at the sexual level that you weren't even anticipating just because literally, literally, you took the time to smell the roses. It's well put. And it reminds me, it reminds me of one other thing along those lines. One thing that stands out is that women are equally kind of confused and equally kind of just generally uncertain about this sexuality stuff as well, especially in America where there's thousands of mixed messages sent to the genders throughout their lives on exactly what they're supposed to do. And so if you can be a man that's very comfortable with that sexuality, who who really kind of knows what he's doing inside and out so that when he looks at and when he talks to that woman from the very first second that he meets her, he can show that type of comfort in that area 
women women are looking for that because they don't have it very very often it's not very often where someone has like their sexuality completely comfortable and can really just take it all in and savor them it's a bit of a rarity for them and so when they can meet a man who can deliver that they're going to be held in rapt attention basically at anything that you're saying because they realize that that somebody who can make them feel that incredible about themselves in in this particular way is a bit of a rarity in today's society. Yeah, that's what I call igniting femininity. And that happens long, long before you get in the bedroom. And it should keep on going long after you get out of the bedroom. (laughs) Absolutely. I think it'd be a great thing to do now to shift our attention to going outside the bedroom because, you know, guys are focused on sex a lot. We do like sex. We've covered that fully. (laughs) And... I want to start talking about some of the other things that make women more of our ally than the enemy. I mean, they obviously don't want to play keep away from us. Obviously, there are women out there who appreciate men, and there are women out there who, like you said, they think all men want one thing, and all the guys who do appreciate and respect women are avoiding those women. And so they're kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy in their own right. Sure. So what is it that we as guys really do miss out on when we really don't go much deeper than thinking about sex? At a very high level, a thought that I've kind of been developing and and tossing around in my own head here about women is is very much inspired by David Data and the way of the superior man. Anyway, the way this thought goes is every single woman that you encounter in your life, whether it be a relationship that lasts a matter of hours or a, a, a matter of years, Every single woman is a a chance, an opportunity for you to grow and develop. Because when you meet someone, when you actually let someone in, when you actually get to know what's behind the, the walls and open yourself up to what's behind your, to them from what's behind your own walls, then that's where growth really happens. That's where you really become a better man, a stronger man, a more patient man, a more loving man, all the things that you're supposed to be. I really believe that women are the best at kind of bringing those qualities out of us. And in the same way, as you get to know someone and appreciate someone for something special and see things in them that, that maybe they didn't see before, you're giving them a gift that they can take with them and become better people for, for the next people that they go out and date and the next people that they see. And so absolutely, whether it's on a friendly level or on a romantic level, I believe that every single woman that you date brings you that much closer to that, that masculine perfection that in some way, shape or form, we should all be striving for. And so that taking that look at it and the power that women have over our own lives and making us who we want to become should really push away any thoughts or ideas of a war and us against them, especially since they want you just as much as you want them. And it's only those walls and it's only those things that we put up ourselves, both men and women do on both sides of the fence, that are keeping that from happening more. Yeah, you know, you talked about the woman basically bringing out the best in us, and that is absolutely positively the opposite of her being the enemy. I mean, if she'd be trying to destroy us and wreck us, as you know, some psychotic women do because they do dislike men, they do want men to fail. Sure. Once you find a high-quality woman, it's incredibly fascinating to me how real, genuine femininity wants to support masculinity. She wants to be your cheerleader. She wants to get behind your ambition and what you're passionate about as a man and enable you to succeed. It's the whole, it's that whole idea of behind every great man is a great woman. Absolutely. 
that is very, very true because we feed off that support that a great woman gives us. We as men, you know, we have to be steady emotionally. We have to be steady in terms of being providers. We have to be someone she can depend on. And a lot of times that's a heavy weight. And it's that feminine joy. It's that softness. It's her coming and holding us and us holding her back. For her, that hug is masculine strength protecting her. But when she holds us, it's that rejuvenating feminine energy that's like fuel to everything that powers us. And so many guys miss that. You know, just even your female friends, take time to just hold them. And I'll tell you something, guys. Here's a life lesson. Never let go a hug like that first. Let her let go first. And just feel that feminine energy and get outside of your head for a while to go Eckhart Tolle on everybody. I guess I'm kind of just mm-hmm. jumping on the bandwagon, right? I love Eckhart Tolle. <laughs> but just really feel what's going on when that woman is holding you. Realize there's very, very real energy there. And that is feminine fuel for what makes you great as a man. And of course, the culmination of that is in the bedroom. But even day to day, the flirtation, the playfulness, The whole idea of teasing women and getting a response from them and enjoying that is you fueling what makes you masculine. She is responding to your leadership. She is responding to your ability to have power over a situation, and she likes it. And guys, you can be sexually satisfied and still be completely missing out on all of this if you just take the mindset of, I don't know, like an Alec Baldwin, apart from sex, I prefer the company of men. Man, (laughs) I love when women are around. I mean, I'll tell you a little secret, Nick. Emily has this meetup group, right? For moms with young children, you know, a lot of Mm -hmm. moms with toddlers. So lots of young women. And, you know, these attractive women like to hang out with each other. It's been that way since high school. So Emily's (laughs) kind of cute and she's got these hot friends. And, you know, I'm on record as acknowledging this. She knows it's true. She knows I know it's true. And she'll have them all over because, you know, she's like the queen of this whole group. (laughs) And she'll, on a Tuesday night, invite five of her friends over. And it's like I'm getting drunk off of estrogen in the house. (laughs) It's an incredible, amazing event. And, you know, sometimes a couple of husbands will come over and we'll have a big, you know, brouhaha on the back porch, barbecuing and drinking beer or whatever. But... All of us, all of us guys in the room realize that we are in a room full of hotties. We're in a house full of hot women. And it is really a very powerful experience and one to be enjoyed. I was just going to say we balance each other out as well because you look at living situations and I've lived with people ever since college. Whenever it's like an all guy group, uh, the testosterone tends to get a little bit heavy and, (laughs) and I don't know, just we're not being our best, I would say, at a lot of times. Whereas a lot of times if you get too many girls packed together, there's too much estrogen and they can get a little bit crazy sometimes. But I found that when you have usually like an equal, a a fair to equal portion of of men and women, we just balance each other out. Everyone's more hospitable. Everyone's more just, you know, better people and, and everybody's getting along. And there's just more of a check of those things that I think people need, that masculine and feminine to balance each other out. Yeah, absolutely. I think women also feed off having a room full of masculinity. I oh, think yeah. they love it as much as we love having a room full of them. And um, I think it goes even deeper. As you get into a relationship and the guy's managing a relationship as he should, there's this whole idea where a man takes care of a woman in a certain way and she takes care of him in a certain way. 
on the guy side, for our part, I think a lot of guys kind of don't understand chivalry, for example. Like, you know, we're going to open the car door for her, and we're going to give her our coat when she's not, you know, not warm, whatever. And guys are thinking, yeah, you know what, that's kissing up to women. Chivalry should be dead, wiped yep. off the planet. And a lot of women are like, yeah, I can get my own damn door. Leave me alone. <laughs> but it's what it represents, I think, that a great woman can sense is powerful. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. I'll walk on the, the outside, uh, near the, the street side of the sidewalk. Why? If a car actually jumps the curb, am I going to deflect it with my body? No, probably not. But it's exactly, it's what you said. It's what it represents, that I'm a man, I'm taking care of you. It makes you better along the way while she's there doing her thing and giving her part of it. Right, exactly. In other words, I'm opening the car door for you, not because you're so weak you can't open the door to my car, but because I want you to know I'm a provider and I'm a protector and I willingly pick up that mantle. I pull the chair out for you because I'm a leader. I give you my jacket because instead of being a controller who says my way or the highway, right. I say what's best for you or the highway. Hmm. I make decisions in your best interest. And yeah. that literally makes women hot. It does. I mean, women, guys, try this. Go out on a date and just turn up the chivalry stop rolling your eyes and make it happen and if she argues with you say no i'm going to get the door for you allow me to be a gentleman just stop allow me to be a gentleman turn up the testosterone you can even tell her to let the door go and let you get it for her. and most women are so used to fending for themselves that just like you said at the beginning of this whole show nick they just forgotten what it's like to have a real man around and she may argue she may push back because she's this this powerful, independent woman. But I tell you what, about half an hour into the date, she's going to really start to enjoy it. And that's when you're going to get those things that really give you that depth of having true femininity around you. Because see, guys, here it is. Until you wake up that masculinity within, you as the leader cannot be igniting that femininity in her. She may not even know how to set it alight anymore. She may have forgotten. So... There are so many things that are going to come out once you have been able to awaken that in her. And you're going to see this energy. You're going to see her laughing at your jokes. It's going to be like your confidence is going to be built on top of the confidence you already have because her strengths are feeding your strengths. Her feminine power is feeding your masculine power. It's incredibly magical. Once you do this, guys, once you start genuinely sitting back and enjoying this female energy that happens when you're a real man, you're going to come home from dates, even if you didn't even kiss her yet, thinking that was the most amazing, magical experience I've ever been on. Now, granted, you're probably going to kiss her. You will <laughs> ultimately have women throwing themselves at you sexually if you are able to do what we're talking about. Wouldn't you agree with that, Nick? Yep. Absolutely. Very well put, Scott. I really liked what you said as well about almost getting drunk on the estrogen. And I, I wanted to talk a little bit more about that because there's a lot of talk about when you go out being in state, being in the, you know, in the zone or whatever. And to get a little Eckhart Tolle as well, um, one of the things that gets me in state more, one of the things that gets me in the zone the most to talk to women being out is women is that energy and i'll find the first girls i talk to in the night even if i'm a little bit in my head even if i'm a little 
thinking a little bit too much or a little too nervous. Those first girls I talk to in the night, I just, I throw myself, I throw all my focus completely into them because nothing fascinates me more than women, luckily. And so I will just completely throw myself into the first women I talk to and get that energy and, and start to feel that and start to feed off of that energy. And when a girl's face lights up because of me, it's just the most, yeah, it's an incredible high that you feel because of that energy. And so after that first one, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm out of my head. I'm focused on the, the present moment. If you want to say I'm focused on them. And that's when I'm good at talking to girls. Um, recently, I did some infield um, video shooting with another company. And it was, it was getting to a point where we're only set to shoot until 2 o'clock in the morning. And it was getting to the point where it was around 11 o'clock. And they were like, okay, Nick, are you going to start talking to girls anytime soon? And I, I said, yeah, yeah, just hold on, hold on, because the mood wasn't exactly right at that point in the night yet. But as soon as I saw girls start to get out from behind their walls a little bit and start peeking around, went up to one girl, got myself out of my head, got fully into her. We had a nice conversation. And from there, it was just like one after another, after another, after another, after another, just because I was out there, because I was really able to feel that feminine energy that was just being kicked around everywhere. And so in terms of being in state, in terms of getting out of your head, there's nothing that I find better for that than a woman, just because pretty much there's nothing I find more fascinating or more... I don't know, releasing, if you want to say. Yeah. I think I have a question that a lot of guys must be asking, and that's, okay, Nick, what's the difference between being needy and clingy and appreciating women the way you're talking about? Is it just simply a matter of not being outcome dependent and just enjoying being in that situation versus wanting to have an agenda with it? Or is there something more to that? How would you describe the difference? When you're talking to a girl, she's not going to think, man, he's outcome dependent. He is, he's needy. He's doing this. All they're going to know is it either feels good or it feels bad. And I think if your mind is in another place, I mean, this is, this is pretty easy to think through for any guy. If you're talking to someone and someone else's eyes start to dart around when you're speaking to them, well, then you're going to feel a little slighted. You're going to feel like this person's not listening to you, not paying attention. Similarly, if a girl's talking to you at a bar, at the park, anywhere, and you've got something else on your mind, you've got you know, something else that you're thinking of, you've got another outcome that maybe you're, you're playing for, subconsciously, your eyes will dart to different places. And meanwhile, you're just thinking of what you can say at this point in time. She gets the feeling that she's being slighted. She gets the feeling that you're not listening to her. And, and so she's going to get turned off. She's going to move away. She's going to stop giving you her energy. And meanwhile, you're sitting there scratching your head thinking that you said something wrong or thinking that you need another routine to help bridge the situation when in fact all you needed to do was be paying attention to her as intently as possible in the first place and then letting that that appreciation at the the intricacies of the moment build up and play around with each other and just be able to stand on its own some guy in this community not myself said a very wise thing one time he said um the goal should be sexual tension and not sex and if you can work to create the sexy comfortable um environment for a woman and it definitely looks very different than if your goal is sex then women as you said women will be throwing themselves at you whereas if you're reacting out of neediness because maybe you haven't you know cuddled with a girl in a long long time that's going to kind of be playing itself subconsciously also and the feeling that she's get is going to be very different than if you're if you're 100 percent right there with her yeah very very well said i think 
to kind of wrap the whole thing up, women are different in the exact way they need to be to compliment men and vice versa. Yeah. And if we resent them for the differences, then really we're just resenting our own masculinity. And I know that sounds kind of deep to some of you guys listening, but if you can't stand the girliness, if you can't stand the femininity, it's because you're not harnessing it as a man. And that's, is really something we talk about in the master plan program. And guys, if you haven't checked out the master plan program, you need to do that. And that's at www.deservewhatyouwant.com front slash master plan. Sign up for the newsletter. I send you some free stuff, some cool free stuff. And in that very same master plan program, you're going to find one killer bonus from Nick and from Christian Hudson at the social man, by the way. But we talk a lot about harnessing your masculinity and igniting femininity in that program. So definitely take a look. And by the way, if you have taken a look at the master plan, I am going to be adding a brand new full length audio on power and influence, which I think is a huge part of what it takes to be the kind of man we're talking about here. Now, Nick, you guys also have something big coming and uh, you've given us this bonus from your unbreakable program. That's part of the master plan. But that whole program is about to be unleashed to the world. So tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. We've got Unbreakable dropping, which essentially is Christian Hudson and myself um, over the past year, just analyzing everything, my game, his game, everyone else's game that we've ever seen out there, and just kind of almost starting from scratch and rebuilding the way that everybody thinks about this stuff. And so, yeah, we included, what is it, like an hour's worth in your product? An hour and a half. An hour and a half. An hour and a half. Because essentially this thing is, it's huge. It's about, eight hours in total content and it's ridiculously thick it's not going to be one of those things that you can cover in an afternoon of viewing one of those things where you're going to have to take some notes and come back to but we we essentially just had all of this that we had kind of collaborated on and been inspired to do and it's kind of our our thesis to the world in terms of the way that we we very much believe that all of this stuff at a foundational level and then kind of through the ranks is looked at and works out and it definitely incorporates a a lot of the same ideas and thoughts that we talked about today and that I know that you feature in, in all your stuff, Scott. Yeah, I know. I kind of like to think of you guys as what my material would be like if I was single and 25 and living in New York City. Because <laughs> you guys actually do a great job for those guys out there who really do want to get better at getting over approach anxiety, actually meeting women, starting engaging conversations And you do it from that perspective of actually respecting women, which is why I knew you were the right guy for the show today, Nick. Appreciate it. Well, by now you can surely tell that Unbreakable from The Social Man is truly something special. Like I said, it's brand new. It actually launched to the world the same day this podcast hit the street. So what I've done is I've set up a special URL for you as a listener to this show, and it's www.thechickwhisperer.com front slash unbreakable. And once you visit that site, I'm sure you're going to be nothing short of amazed by what's in the Unbreakable program from my friends Nick and Christian at The Social Man. Once again, that's www.thechickwhisperer.com front slash unbreakable. Well, guys, I'll tell you what, this has been one uh, very heavy-duty episode with lots of material covered. If you want to write to me, please do. It's scott at deservewhatyouwant.com. That's with one T-S-C-O-T, at deservewhatyouwant.com. If you want to leave us a voicemail, we're going to start ramping those up again also. And the number to call us is our dedicated voicemail line, and that's area code 210-362-4400. 
Once again, no one will answer that phone. All you do is leave your voicemail and the way we can contact you to give you cool prizes. 210-362-4400. Guys, we won't let as much time pass between now and the next episode, which will be episode number 31. I already know who our guest is going to be for that. It's going to be powerful. But once again, I want to thank our guest today, Nick. Nick, thanks again for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And this has been Scott McKay from X and Y Communications. Here endeth episode number 30 of the Chick Whisper podcast. Gentlemen, until I talk to you again real soon, be good. The Chick Whisperer podcast is copyright 2009 by X and Y Communications. All rights reserved worldwide. Be sure to sign up for the X and Y Communications newsletter at www.thechickwhisper.com. This is Ed Royola speaking for the Chick Whisperer Podcast.